Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Speak English powerfully. Speak English fluently. Speak English effortlessly. Train. You've got to train to do that. And you do that when you join, when you commit to my VIP program. Join and commit to my VIP program. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com Effortless EnglishClub.com. Go there, commit to, join my VIP program. Use those lessons every day, every week, every month, every year. Think in English, speak fluently and powerfully. Also, if you're already a VIP member, add my pronunciation course. It's a great combination. My VIP program plus the pronunciation course. They work very well together. Okay then, welcome to our live show. I'm back. Back from the island of Guam. Tropical island. I had a nice time on Guam. Very nice. And I'm back. Back in Japan at the moment. We are going to do part four of The Alchemist. I'm not sure if we'll finish today. There, it's a, I was just reviewing. It's a little bit long. We still have a lot left. I might do some of it today and then finish next week because I'll still be here next weekend. So we might just do two more parts for The Alchemist instead of just one. Of course, as usual with our book club show, we are live live on facebook lots of people saying hello let's just review quickly people saying hello fernanda saying hello from brazil as always uh several names i recognize ibrahim ali cardo claudia edson nasser lots of familiar names welcome back again thanks for joining me again for our live show. Hello from Iran. Hello from lots of different countries. India. Asma's back. Hey, Asma. Angola. Oh, wow. We got Domingos from Angola. I think that's the first time I've seen someone from Angola. Algeria, Morocco, Kurdistan, Hungary. So, welcome, welcome. Well, I say let's get started. Cambodia saying hello. Lots of people saying hi. Well, as usual, let's get started. You'll remember it's been two weeks because last week I was in Guam, so I didn't do a show last week. So last week, remember, Santiago had arrived at the Oasis, right? He was with the caravan, the group of travelers. They were traveling through the desert and they arrive at the oasis. The oasis is the area in a desert where they have water and trees, right? Trees and plants and water. The water is the important part. 
So it's a it's a, an area in a desert. So everything is dry and sand, but then you have an oasis where there are where there's water and things can live. See, so remember he was traveling with a big group of people and he made a new friend, the Englishman. And the Englishman also has a goal, a mission, a personal legend. The Englishman is trying to find an alchemist. And of course, the boy Santiago is still trying to go to the pyramids to get his treasure that he dreamed about. So let's do it. Let's continue. They arrive at the oasis. That's where we, um, that's where we are. Okay, let's just move this a little bit. All right, how's that look? That looks good. Okay, here we go. They arrive at the oasis. Yay, they do it. They arrive at the oasis. So they've been going through the desert for a while. And of course, they're very happy to see trees and water. Very good. And of course, there are a lot of people. This is a very large oasis. So there are many people living at the oasis. And a lot of people who trade, a lot of travelers stop at the oasis also. You know, obviously, because it's safe and has water and food. So it's, it's quite large. It's a very large oasis. Next, we... Yeah, here's, here's a description. There are 300 wells. So a well is when you dig a hole in the ground to find water. So there are 300 of them in the oasis. 50,000. 50,000. 50,000 date trees. Date is a kind of a fruit. 50,000. Okay, so this is a huge, huge, huge oasis. He says it looks like a thousand and one nights. A thousand and one nights, right? That famous story. A thousand and one nights. So the Englishmen, um, you know, they're both amazed by the oasis. It's very beautiful. But the Englishman immediately wants to find the alchemist. And he's not, he, he, that's why he, he's traveling and he's, he's close finally. He's like, ah, I can finally find the alchemist. The trade caravan, the group that they were traveling with, they decide to stay at the oasis. There's a war happening outside of the oasis. In the desert, there's a big fight, battles and wars. Different groups are fighting each other, so it's quite dangerous. So the trade group, the caravan they're traveling with, they decide, let's stay here. The oasis is safe. We're going to stay in the oasis until the war stops. Because they have a rule, there's a rule in the desert, no fighting at the oasis, right? The oasis is for everybody. The boy, Santiago, he thinks, he's like, well, I'm getting closer to the pyramids, but as I get closer, everything becomes more difficult, right? It says the closer he got to his dream the more difficult things became. He was constantly being tested. His persistence and his courage are constantly being tested. They're tested more and more and more as he gets closer to his goal, his dream. And he has a thought in his mind that that God is the one doing this. God is testing him. God is making these difficult problems to test him. Which is an interesting idea. 
All right, next, he and the Englishman, they go to look for the alchemist. They start walking around, and they, they're just asking everybody, hey, where is the alchemist? But nobody knows. Everyone says, who? We don't know. There's, we don't know. We don't know about an alchemist. The alchemist is kind of secret. So nobody knows about this guy. They can't find him. Finally, they see a very beautiful girl. They're walking around. They're asking everybody, where's this guy, the alchemist? They try to tell people what is the alchemist. He's like a magic guy. And everybody says, we don't know. We don't know. And finally, they see this very beautiful girl. And um, Santiago's a young guy. So, of course, he immediately, oh, she's so beautiful. And he falls in love with this girl immediately, right? As soon as he sees her. Which... uh, we kind of joke. We have, a, <laughs> I think in English we would say he falls in lust, L-U-S-T, right? Because he doesn't know her. So he's just falling in love with her physical beauty. But it's a common thing for young people to do that. The Englishman, you know, tells, uh, remember the Englishman cannot speak Arabic. So Santiago can. That's why Santiago's helping him. So the Englishman says, ask her, ask her, ask her about the alchemist. I, please, I got to find this guy. So Santiago's kind of shy and nervous because, oh, she's so beautiful. And he always oh, thinks he's in love with her already. Uh, so finally, he asks her about this guy. And he says, you know, he's this guy. He can talk to the spirits. He Maybe he has this kind of magical powers. And she knows about him. So she gives him information about a man who might be the alchemist. And the Englishman's very excited. Yes, yes. He's super excited. And the Englishman immediately goes looking for the alchemist. He thinks he can find him now. Um, however, Santiago, he can only think about the girl. <laughs> Suddenly, Santiago forgets about his dream. He forgets about the alchemist. He forgets about everything else. Now, all he can think about is just this girl. Many young men can understand this. (laughs) All right, next section. Next section, uh, they meet again. The Englishman and Santiago meet. I think it's the next day. And the Englishman is happy. He found the alchemist. The Englishman says, I found him. I found the alchemist. Um, But he's a little um, kind of confused, a little frustrated, the Englishman. Because he uh, he goes to the alchemist. He says, oh, great. I finally found you. Teach me how to make gold. And the alchemist does not tell him. The alchemist just say, asks him. He says, have you tried? Have you tried to do it yourself? Have you tried to make gold? And the Englishman says, uh, well, no, not yet. I haven't tried yet. I've just been reading about it. I thought you would tell me. But the alchemist says, no. Go, Okay, your first job, go try. Just go try yourself. You need to try it first. You have to take some action yourself. I'm not just going to tell you everything. Go try to do it. Okay, interesting. So not, then that's what the Englishman does. He finally, you know, remember this whole time he's just been reading, reading, studying, but never doing anything. So finally, the Englishman finally sits down and he starts trying to do it. He starts trying to actually, you know, use the fire and the metals and tries to make gold. 
But of course, so now the Englishman is kind of, he's on his path now. The Englishman has the alchemist. The alchemist is guiding him. And the first thing the alchemist does is to get him to start taking real action, not just books, which I think we all can understand. It's a good, good advice. But um, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, depends how you think about it, Santiago can't think about anything, only this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl. And the next time he sees her, he runs up to her and says, I want you to be my wife. I love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, you know, he just he doesn't know this girl. He's only talked to her about five minutes. And immediately he's decided already that he wants this girl to be his wife. And of course, she's kind of like, um, what? Um, I don't know. You don't really know me yet. And so he says, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to know you. And so every day after this, he goes and he talks to her, right? So he goes to every day, every day, every day to talk to her, talk to her, talk to her. And they do finally start to know each other, get to know each other. And finally, the girl kind of starts to fall in love with him too. And um, Santiago tells her, her name is Fatima, the girl. So Santiago finally, uh, he tells her, tells Fatima about his dream, this treasure that he has to go get for the pyramids. But then he says, oh, now I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to leave because, oh, I love you so much. I'll just stay here with you. But luckily, this girl, is she's good. She, he He's lucky. He doesn't get a bad girl here. He gets a good girl who tells him, well, if if this is your dream, you need to do it. You need to go do it. You need to go follow your dream. And if if really, if we're supposed to be together, then you'll come back and we will be together. So she encourages him to keep going. She doesn't try to keep him there. She says, no, you shouldn't. You need to do your mission in life, your purpose. And then if we're supposed to be together, then we will be together later. Which is very good advice. It's good because some, uh, if she, if she was kind of like more, you know, not, not a good match, not good for him, maybe she would have kept him there and then he never would have followed his dream. This happens a lot. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's just do the story for now. We'll talk about the messages in a minute. Okay, then he sees the Englishman again. The Englishman's like over a fire trying to, to you know, make the gold. And he's trying to do the first step, which is... And uh, he says, the alchemist told him, I must have no fear of failure. He says, the reason before, the reason I never tried, the reason I was only reading books, the reason I never really tried was I was afraid to fail. He said, I wasted 10 years being afraid to fail. I wasted 10 years not trying. And now finally, the master, the alchemist, finally, he pushed me and, he, and now I'm finally doing it. But he says, I'm not unhappy. I'm not sad because at least I'm finally doing it. Yes, I wasted 10 years, but at least, at least, at least I did not waste 20 years. So at least I still have time. I still can do it. So now, you know, the Englishman's quite happy. He's taking action and he's moving towards his purpose. So that's great. And really, I think this is about 
the la- this is kind of the end of the Englishman's story. We're not going to hear from him really much more. Next, um, Santiago, he's still kind of just stuck on this girl, right? He can't think about anything else. Oh, Fatima, 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 Fatima. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, so beautiful. (laughs) And uh, so he's becoming very distracted. He's not thinking about his goal. He's not thinking about his mission, his treasure, his dream. All that's now forgotten. All he can think about is the girl. And he's just walking around all the time, you know, kind of dreaming about her all the time. And then suddenly, he looks up and he sees two hawks, two birds flying in the sky. And then, boom, like a kind of a dream comes to him, right? An image. And he sees suddenly an army, an army coming into the oasis and attacking. It's very, very clear. It's a, you know, it's a sign. It's another dream, another sign from whatever, God or universe or something, right? That there's danger. An army's coming to attack, maybe kill everybody in the oasis. It's a vision. Santiago, oh, oh my God. It's so strong. And he realizes, oh my God, I think this is real. I think this is real. I think an army is coming to kill everybody. What should I do? Um, ah, what should I do? What should I do? So he, he kind of walks and he sees, first he sees um, a guy, like just a, a guy from the caravan, you know, one of his old friends from the caravan. And he tells him the stories. I just saw this vision that an army's coming and they're going to come and attack the caravan. What should I do? And um, this guy tells him, oh, you, you go to the leader. You have to go tell the leaders, right? Tell the the, the the men, the big leaders of the oasis. You have to tell them, warn them, tell them about this. And he says, ah, no, no, I, they won't believe me. They're not going to believe me. They'll just laugh at me. And he says, no, 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 they'll believe you. They trust, they really believe this stuff, right, about visions. They believe the desert will talk to people and give warnings. So, no, you should go tell them. You should tell them. So you can save everybody. So Santiago thinks about it for a while. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What should I do? What should I do? And um, so finally he goes. He goes and he finds a tent, the big, big tent where the, the top men, the leaders of the oasis, where they are. And he says, he goes, he tells there's a guard, of course, at the door. And he's, the guard says, what do you want? And he says, well, I had a vision. I had a vision that somebody is going to attack the oasis. I just, I want to tell the leaders. So he has to wait. And then finally the guard says, okay, come inside. And he goes in and there's all these, there's kind of the, the big men, right? The, the, the big powerful men of the oasis. They're all sitting there. And they say, okay, tell us what you saw. And he tells them, he said, okay, I saw, I saw, uh, I was looking in the air and then uh, I saw this vision and there's an army coming, you know, to attack and kill everybody here. And the men say, well, you know, this is, we have a rule. There's a law, a very long tradition, a law here in the desert that nobody, nobody will attack the oasis, because everybody needs the water. So this is a peaceful place. For a long, long, long time, many, many years, we have this rule and nobody breaks this rule. 
So why should we believe you? And uh, Santiago says, well, you know, you don't have to believe me. I'm just telling you. You can do what you want. You know, if you, you can believe me or don't believe me. Your choice. I'm just telling you what I saw. And then it's your decision what to do. Which is kind of a smart answer. It's a good answer. Okay. So they argue. The old men and the, the leaders and the powerful men. They all have like a big long discussion. Santiago just sits there waiting while they they all argue and discuss together. What should we do? I don't know. Should we believe him? Should we not believe him? No, 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 no. And they, they kind of argue for a while and, and have a discussion. And finally, they make a decision. The leaders do. And there's one guy who's kind of the, you know, the, the oldest. He's the main leader. And he says, okay, we made a decision. It's, it's kind of a bad decision for Santiago, unfortunately. Um, he says, number one, we are going to... Uh, Break this, break our rule. So, in, usually there's no weapons, right? No swords, no knives, no weapons, no fighting inside the oasis. We're going to break the rule. We're going to let everybody carry weapons, right? To protect themselves. So, so if an army comes, we will be ready. So, we're going to change this. This is breaking our rule. We're breaking our own rule to let everybody be ready to fight. That's the good news. <laughs> That's the good news. But there's bad news. The bad news is this. He says, well, actually, there's, good, there's one more good news. He says, if your vision is true, if the army really does attack, if we get attacked, we will give you gold for every 10 men we kill, the enemy, right? Every 10 men of the enemy that we kill, we'll give you one piece of gold. So if your vision is true, we are ready and we, 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 we fight and we kill these bad guys, we're going to pay you gold to thank you. That's the good news. Yeah, that sounds like good news for Santiago. However, there's also bad news. <laughs> Here's the bad news. The bad news is, if your vision is not true, if nobody attacks tomorrow, if nothing happens, then we're going to kill you. Because you made us break this rule. So, um, that's kind of, obviously, uh, he's not very, Santiago's not very happy. He walks away, he's like, uh, oh no, this is kind of a big, he calls it a bet, a frightening bet. He's afraid, right? He's like, well, oh my God, this is very risky, very scary. If I'm right... If the vision is right, well, then I'm going to get a lot of gold. But if the vision was wrong, if I'm wrong about this, they're going to kill me. So very, very, very scary. It's a big risk. He realizes telling these people about his vision was a very big risk. But then he says, or he thinks really to himself, he realizes that this whole trip he has been taking risks, right? That to achieve his dream, he has to take risks. Every step has been a risk. The risks are getting bigger now. I mean, this is a big risk. He might die. But every step was a risk. Selling his sheep was a risk, right? He sold his sheep. He left his old life in Spain. And he went to Africa, North Africa. Well, that was a risk. Leaving his job that he always had, that was a big risk. 
Uh, and, and he lost his money. So that was definitely a risk. And then he got the job at the crystal shop. He saved a lot of his money. He made money again. He took risk there too, trying different things. Then when he saved enough money, he decided not to go home. He decided to keep going forward into the desert with the caravan, with the group. That was also a risk. And now another big risk. So he realizes, okay, you know, maybe these big risks are, this is, these are necessary to gain, to gain wisdom, to gain my purpose, to do something great. Maybe risk is necessary. So he says, he decides, well, I just, you know, I pray that I'm okay. I pray that everything's okay. Okay, what happens next? So now he's walking around the oasis, kind of thinking about this. And suddenly a guy rides up to him on a big horse, rides right at him with a sword, like, and scares him. And, he's, and he yells at him. He yells at Santiago. And he says, you know, who are you? How dare you talk about this vision, right? Why did you talk about this vision to the leaders? Why did you tell them this? And Santiago just, he kind of, he's okay. He's not afraid. He says, well, I told them because, you know, this was a vision and I needed to do it. Maybe I could save their lives. And uh, the guy on the horse asked him a few more questions. Well, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe they're supposed to die. And, he, and Santiago gives some answers. And basically what happens is the Santiago does not, he does not show fear. He does not show fear. And so finally, this stranger, he puts the sword away and he said, okay, I, I was just testing you. I was testing you to see if you were strong, to see if you were, you know, courageous, not afraid. And um, he says, come back tomorrow and I'll meet you. If you're still alive tomorrow, come back and meet me. And of course, this is the alchemist. This guy on the horse is the alchemist. The Englishman has already met him. But now this is the first time that Santiago has met him. Okay, so the next day, as we, you know, as you probably expect... The vision was correct. Some bad men attack the oasis. They break the rules and an army really does try to attack the oasis. But because of Santiago, because he warned them, the people in the the men in the oasis, they're ready and they defeat these bad guys and they kill them. And Santiago gets 50 pieces of gold. Oh, a lot of money. Because of this, because he saved them, because his vision was true, the, the big leaders of the Oasis give him a lot of gold, 50 pieces of gold, which sounds like a lot. So now, hey, now he's rich, man. He's doing really well. Good for him. So he, has some, he still has some money from the crystal shop. He spent some of it to pay the caravan, but he still has some. Now he's got 50 more pieces of gold because of this dream he had that saved the Oasis. So, woohoo, he's doing really well now. He's, he's actually, he's quite rich already now. Okay, so he's, he's still alive. This is the next day. So he realizes, well, I'm alive. I'm going to go find the alchemist and talk to him. So he goes and he walks around and he finds the alchemist. 
and they kind of they have a discussion. They talk about um, he's uh, he asked the alchemist, he's, "Are you going to tell me how to make gold?" Right? <laughs> he's thinking, "Hey, man, I'm I'm I'm, get, I'm rich already. I'm gonna the alchemist might teach me how to make gold. I'm gonna be super rich." <laughs> but he says, "No, no." The alchemist says, "That's not for you." The al- that's the uh, Englishman's um, mission. That's his purpose, is to learn how to make gold. But that's not for you. He's like, you already have a mission, Santiago. Your mission is to go to the pyramids. That's your mission. That's your uh, journey that you have to do. He says, so I'm, the alchemist says, I'm just, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get to the pyramids. I'm going to show you the rest of the way. I'm going to help you from the oasis to the pyramids. I'll help you travel the last part. But then, this is something interesting. This is a nice, interesting thing, part where we'll talk about. Um, Santiago suddenly realizes, while he's talking to the alchemist, he realizes, well, wait a minute. Really, I already have a treasure. I'm already rich now. I made a lot of money from the business, the crystal shop, the tea shop business. I still have a lot of that money already. And now I just made 50 pieces of gold from the uh, leaders of the oasis. He says, I'm a rich man already. I'm already rich. Why? I can just stop now. Why go? But the alchemist gives him a, an interesting answer. He says, you're, you're right. You already have gold. You're already rich. But this money did not come from the pyramids. And your dream was about the pyramids. So again, we're seeing, right, I've talked about this on my audio podcast, we're seeing that it's not just the gold, it's not the gold that's the main idea here. That's not really his main treasure. It's not really his main gold. I mean, his goal, his purpose, his mission. Not just gold. He already has gold now. He's rich. No, there's something else. There's some reason he needs to get to the pyramids. And the alchemist tells him the reason. He says, look, You've got to find the treasure at the pyramids. Why? Why not just have gold from anywhere? He says, it's because in this way, by going to the pyramids, everything you have learned will make sense. You'll understand everything you have learned. You must go to the pyramids so that you understand everything you have learned already. So we're seeing the alchemist is kind of not directly, but indirectly telling him that it's what you learn. That's the real treasure. That's why you have to complete this journey. That's why you have to follow this dream. That's why you have to go to the pyramids now, even though you already have all the gold you need, but you still must go to the pyramids. Why? It's because of the learning. So that you under, it's understanding, it's learning, it's wisdom. We're starting to see more directly now. The alchemist telling him, that's the real treasure. The gold is like an excuse, really. Okay, so then they go for a little ride. They ride around. And they talk some more. But uh, there's one more problem. We're gonna, and then we're going to end. There's one more problem, and that is the girl, Fatima. 
because he's super in love with this girl. And so he's like, oh, I can't, right? He's been distracted. He hasn't really been thinking about his treasure. Um, he has not been thinking about going to the pyramids. He's got gold, and not only gold, but he also has this girl now. So now he's got all the gold he needs in life. He's super rich. He's rich. I don't know super rich, but he's rich. And he's got this girl he's in love with. It's all here already. So then, so next he thinks, ah, oh, but the girl, if, if I go to the pyramids, then I've got to leave this girl that I'm in love with. Ah, I, I just want to stay. If I, if I go searching for my treasure, if I go to the pyramids, then I got to leave her also. That's even more difficult than just already having the gold. But the alchemist says, I'm going to take, I'm going to help you get to the pyramids. The alchemist is basically telling him, you need to go. And uh, Santiago says, well, what if I stay? What if I don't go? What if I don't go? What if I decide I'm going to stay here in the oasis? I don't need to go. I have what I need now. I have the girl. I have the money. What if I just stay and say, forget the pyramids, forget this dream? And the alchemist tells him, he says, I'll tell you exactly what will happen. I can see the future. I'll tell you what will happen if you do this. He's like, in the beginning, you'll be happy. For one year, you'll be happy. You'll be at the oasis. You'll have the girl. You're in love. You've got money. Everything's going to be great. You'll, in the second year, you'll, have a, you'll make a nice little business. Uh, you'll, you'll be doing well still. But you'll start to think of the treasure again. You'll start to think of that dream again. You'll start to have doubts like, oh, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should have gone to the pyramids. Why didn't I go? Oh, maybe I should still do it. And you'll start, this doubt will be in your mind. And you'll start to grow less happy. You'll start dreaming about the pyramids more and more and more in the second year. And you'll try to forget about it, but the dream will keep coming back. And then you'll start getting worried and you'll get less and less happy. You'll still have the girl, you'll still have your money, but you'll, you'll feel something's missing. And because of that, the girl, Fatima, will become unhappy. She'll, she'll feel your unhappiness, then she'll feel unhappy. She'll start feeling that she, she like stopped you from your dream. And so she'll start to feel bad about herself too. And then finally, the dreams will stop. After the third year, the dreams will stop completely because you never followed them and you will spend the rest of your life knowing, knowing that you did not achieve your dream, that you never even tried, that you gave up, that you quit and you're, you're going to be and you'll feel unhappy. Even though you'll have lots of money, even though you'll have the girl, something inside of you will feel wrong and you'll be unhappy because you didn't try. And then the alchemist says, love never keeps a man, never stops a man from pursuing his mission, his personal legend. It's like, if it's real love, then you, she won't stop you. If you really love her, you will keep going after. You will still live your purpose and your mission. 
let's stop here. I think that's a good stopping point. Well, actually, we'll go a little farther. I just want to get to the point. He he thinks about this. He talks to the girl. And, you know, she understands. The girl, like I said, she's she's a good choice. He found a good a good girl here and she supports him she says yes it's true you you need to go you need to you need to follow your mission i understand i understand and i agree you you must go and do this you must follow your purpose you, you won't be happy unless you do this and if you really love me i know you'll come back and so he finally he decides to do it and the next day he and the alchemist uh they leave and the alchemist uh, gives him some advice. And the advice is, don't think about what you left behind. Stay focused on the, this moment now and on your purpose. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the girl too much. Don't think about you know, your, anything from the past. Let it go. You've got to be here now in the moment. Focused on what you're doing now. And so they, you know, they ride together out into the desert. And let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about for the rest of this one. Oh, then one more thing. He, um... Okay, so he they, they start having a conversation and they talk about books and he says, are you going to teach me about alchemy? And he says, no, there's only... He's like, you need to learn from action. He says, the alchemist says, there's only one way to learn. It's through action. Everything you know, everything you need to know, you have learned through your journey. But you won't, you have one more thing to learn. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. Let me just mark this right now. Uh, I'm just going to mark it with some colors here on my book. Okay. We'll stop there. So we'll stop there uh, at this point where they he's leaves the oasis and now he and the alchemist are traveling together. Let's go back, talk about a few of the messages, uh, the meanings and messages from the writer Coelho. Okay, back to the beginning of this section. Here we go. One more. Come on. Here we go. All right. Boom. The Oasis. All right, back here. I just want to talk about a few of what I think are the important messages here that are nice, nice messages. Okay, back again. Message number one, or uh, point number one, is that this idea that when you have a big dream and you're, you're moving to your dream, often in the beginning, the first few steps might be easy. Or sometimes it's not. Sometimes the first step is very tough. Depends. But Quelio tells us in this here in the book that it's often when you get when you're really getting close to your goal, 
your big mission, your big purpose, when you're getting very close, that's when the biggest challenges, the biggest difficulties, the biggest problems often happen. Often the journey gets tougher and tougher and tougher as you get closer to the end. Not always, I'd say, but, but many times that's true. I mean, I can give you a, an easy example of this would be running a marathon. You run a marathon, a long running race. Well, usually when you start running a marathon, the first mile is easy. If you train, if you train and you really, you're, you have a good fitness level, the first mile, you know, the first, even really the first hour is usually quite easy. I've run a couple marathons and the first hour is usually great. You feel fantastic, right? You're excited by the, by the beginning of the race. You're, you're running with lots of other people. It all feels great. It's wonderful. It's the last few miles that are usually the hardest, right? Because then your body is exhausted, You've been pushing yourself, you know, to run fast, to try to get a good time. And oh man, those last few miles, right? The last hour or the last 30 minutes of that race, that can be really hard. Your legs are in pain, your whole body's in pain, you're exhausted, your feet hurt. Uh, it's hard just to take one step to keep going. It gets harder and harder and harder as you get close to the finish line. It's not a bad metaphor. It's a good metaphor for life that sometimes in, we're going to get tested more and more and more and more as we get close to the end. We sh that maybe we should expect that. Don't expect it to get easy as you get close to the end because many times it's going to get tougher and tougher as you get close to the end. It's a good message. Just prepares you to be tough, mentally tough. Okay, the, the girl thing I just find kind of funny just because it is such a common thing with young people. Uh, um, really, I guess with all people, but um, especially younger people where uh, you can you know fall in love so quickly. But I think the overall message here of the whole love story is that uh, is an important message and that is don't let love or lust, either one, don't let that love stop you, block you from your life purpose, your life mission, right? That deep meaning in your life. Don't let that stop you. So many people, so many people are stopped by this, right? May, you know, uh, it's very common. A young man, maybe he has a big dream to, I don't know, start a company or do something big with his life. But, and, he's, and he's moving forward and he's working hard. And then he falls, suddenly he falls in love with a girl and he becomes distracted and he just forgets about his dream. He forgets about his purpose in life. And he just, then he just focuses everything on the girl, the girl, the girl, only the girl. And he loses his mission. He loses his purpose in life. He loses that meaning. And he thinks the girl will make him happy. He thinks, oh, it's okay. I have the girl now. I don't need all of that. But what Coelho is warning us, and I think he's 100% right about this, is that that's not going to happen. If you let go of that dream of the meaning of your purpose in life for a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, for a while you might be happy, but later you're going to feel unhappy. It's, and in fact, it's going to hurt your relationship with that person. You're going to start feeling bad with that person, that in the long run, over a few years, 
it's going to make you unhappy. So don't do it. Love is great, right? It's not that love is bad. He still loves this girl. And we'll see the rest of the story that he continues to love her and she loves him. But the message is, don't let love stop you from your mission, your purpose in life, from, you know, very big and important things in your life. The idea is that if it's real love, if someone really loves you, For example, here, if a girl or a woman really loves you, she will encourage your dreams. She will encourage you. She will support you to keep going, to get your dreams. And she will want you to achieve your dreams and to go after your dreams. And I 100% believe that. If That's why I say, I I made a few comments kind of joking that, oh, he found a good girl. But it's true. I mean, I, I can say from my own life experience, this is absolutely true. So when you find a a woman or a man who encourages your dreams, that you you, you fall in love with them and they don't try to stop you from your dream. They don't, they're not selfish where they just want all your attention all the time. They understand, in fact, they want you to have those big dreams and goals and they want you to work towards them. Well, that's a good sign you've, you found a good one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Keep that one. And of course, on the, it's a good message on the other side too. You should also do that for your partner, right? You should encourage their dreams. You should support them, not try to stop them from what they want to do. So it's a good message for both sides. Okay. I don't recommend his approach when you first meet a girl the next day to tell her you want to marry her. Don't do that. Bad idea. It works in the story, but generally, that is a good way to forever lose any chance with that girl. Don't do that. Guys, don't do that. Trust me. Okay. Uh, Next message. Uh, You know, we have a very... A message we talked about last week with the Englishman, which is basically that the that book learning is not enough. You must learn from life. You must learn from doing. You must learn from experience. That's where the real knowledge and wisdom comes from. And we see that with with the Englishman's story ending. We see that that's exactly what the alchemist teaches him. Right. That's the very first thing the alchemist does is tell him enough of the books. Get working. Get to work. Make some gold. Start working on it. Start trying. You're going to try. You might fail, but you can't. Don't let the fear of failure stop you. Stop being afraid of failure. Just take action. Take that risk, and that's how you're really going to learn. That's a good message for a lot of people, right? I mean, this, this reminds me of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We talked about a lot of, you know, starting your own business. How so many people will not do it. They want to do it. They dream about doing it, but they won't do it. They never start their own business. They never even try, just like the Englishman. They read about it. They think about it. They dream about it. They talk about it, but they never take any action to do it. Because like the Englishman, they're afraid of failing. They let the fear of failure stop them. And so, a very good message about this, which is... Just take action. Start trying. Just start trying. The, you know, the Englishman doesn't immediately succeed. We, he, 
we don't know. I mean, I kind of imagine that eventually he succeeds later in in life, but we don't know from this story. He just the main thing we learn about the Englishman is that he finally starts really trying, really taking action, not just books, which is a great lesson. Okay, next, you know, next we have the kind of the the message of, you know, he has the vision about the armies coming and attack, the army coming and attacking. And um, I think the main message here, which I already read and talked about, is this idea of risk, risk, how the risks, it's kind of a similar idea we just mentioned, the risk is getting bigger now, right? Now his life is at risk. And this, you know, he, he could die now if he's wrong. So the risks are getting very big. The rewards are also getting bigger, right? The rewards, 50 pieces of gold becoming quite rich. That's a big reward. But the risk, you know, them cutting his head off, that's also very big. So as he goes closer to his purpose, as he, as his, uh, you know, he gets more mastery, the risks and the rewards are both getting larger. Again, it is a nice message about life in general. You can see this in business. The risks usually aren't death, okay? But in business and investing, right, the amounts of money get larger and larger. When you're very poor, you're first starting, well, maybe it's only hundreds of dollars. You might make $100 or maybe you lose $100. But then when you're talking about very, very rich people, the risk and the rewards are much, much bigger. They might lose millions of dollars if they're wrong, or they might gain millions of dollars if they're right, right? The risks at that level of business, the higher level of business, they're much bigger. The risks and the rewards become bigger and bigger and bigger in life as you get more mastery, as you get more skill, as you get closer to your dream. Also a good message and usually true. Okay, the, uh, the he meets the alchemist. Luckily for him, you know, he's correct. He gets the 50 pieces of gold from the guys. Yay. Okay, and then I think the next really big message here is about the true treasure, right? The real treasure. I talked about this um, yesterday in my audio podcast that gold, the gold is not really the treasure. I mean, we can see this already. He has the gold. He has all the gold he needs. He's already rich. He's got money, right? Gold, money. Santiago, he did it. He's, he's rich now. So why should he keep going? It's a good question, right? Well, he's got money and he's got a girl. Why keep going? If, if, if gold, if money was the treasure, if gold and money were the real purpose, he should stop. He has enough. Why continue? But I think we've seen already from the very beginning, it's not really about money. As I said yesterday in my audio podcast, you can see, we can, you can see really Santiago is not motivated by money. He, he never talks about it, money. Uh, he talks about the treasure and the pyramids and the dream, but he never talks about buying nice clothes, right? Never. Not one time does he dream about buying, we, buying really nice clothes or buying a big, big house. 
He thinks about the treasure, but he never dreams about using the money. It's kind of interesting, right? So it's clear that there's something else here. You know, the money, the treasure is kind of a symbol, but it's something else is really motivating him and pushing him or pulling him. And the alchemist finally tells him directly. The alchemist finally just says it directly, openly. Look, it's not the money. It's not really about the gold, okay? The point is, you must go to the pyramids for the learning. It's the journey. It's the whole trip is the treasure. If you just, if you just, just having the gold, that's not it. You've got, you must complete the journey because you must complete your learning. You must complete what you need to learn. That's the point. That's why you must get the treasure at the pyramids. That's why you must keep going all the way and not stop. If you stop, then you stop your learning too. Excellent. Excellent point. So the point being, in life, we have we have goals, right? We have what, what I would call external goals in life. This is very common for all of us. We all this is a necessary part of life. We have to, we need goals to function, to live. So for example, when I when I was running marathons, you know, I had a goal. I want to run a marathon. I even had a time goal. I want to run a marathon under three hours and fifty minutes. So that was my goal. But was that the, really the purpose? Not really. Does it, I mean, if I got 351, was it a big deal? No. Did, did it really matter? No. And if I got under 350, did anything change? No, not really. So what was the real purpose? Well, the purpose was to test myself, test my, my mental strength to make me stronger mentally, to keep going, to do something that was difficult for me to make my body stronger, to make my body more energetic. There are lots of other huge benefits. In fact, all the benefits, <laughs> they, they were not really the goal. The, the goal was the symbol. The, it got me to move the right direction. But the benefits, right, the time was not a benefit. It doesn't really matter. So it's a good point that Often we have these goals in life. I want to do this, accomplish this, get this. But it's really the learning and the growth that are the real rewards, the real treasures. The goal just kind of makes us do something difficult that causes us to learn. That is a very good point. That's why you choose difficult goals. That's why, that's why it's important. Don't choose just super easy goals or missions. It's good to choose those difficult missions because they challenge you to become a better person, to grow, to learn, to learn about yourself, to learn about the world, to get more wisdom, all of these things. Good message. And then finally, he has his conversation with uh, Fatima again at the end. Same basic message that um, real love will not stop you from your mission, your purpose in life. So you, you must keep going. She tells him he must keep going. The alchemist tells him, and of course, he knows it's true. He knows he needs to do it. And the alchemist gives him nice advice. When you finally make your decision, when you make a decision to keep going, don't think about the past. You got to just kind of let the past go, let it go, and then just focus on moving forward. 
I talked about that this week also in the audio podcast. Finally, this nice message. There's only one way to learn. It's through action. Everything you need to know, you have learned through your journey. You, real learning comes from action. Real learning is from experience. Books are nice. Books can be helpful. Books can guide us. They give us like an idea, help us understand. But the real true learning comes from taking action from your journey in life, your experiences in life, your challenges. And that is it. We're going to stop right there. Lots of good stuff, as usual. Okay. Time to go to the questions and comments. One second. <clears throat> Drink of water. All right, let's go now live on Facebook and review some of your questions and comments. All right, just going to go back a little bit and find where you guys start making comments. So write your questions and comments now, and we'll talk about a few of them. And then I'm going to eat because I'm getting hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet. Okay, just a second. Let me just find the point. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving, moving, moving. Lots of, oh, lots of comments. Just lots of people saying hi. Just hello. Okay, here we go. Joanna. Joanna says, when a person really desires something, We've talked about this word desire in my audio podcast. So when you have the intuition, this deep attraction to something, all the universe conspires, means works, to help that person realize his dream. So when you really have a powerful dream, the universe will work to help you. But you must take action yourself. Joanna, as Joanna, Joanna, thank you. Good. I, I also like that quote. Um, although I've said many times that I don't like the word desire here. Uh, I, I think dream or something like that is better. But anyway, you get the idea. But the one thing we must remember as a part of this when you is that wanting or dreaming is not enough. You must take action. You know, there's a very there's an English idiom, American idiom. English language idiom saying, and that is, God helps those who help themselves. This is probably in many languages, I'm sure, a common one. God helps those, those people, who help themselves. What it means is, God or the angels or whoever, they're not going to do everything for you, okay? You have to do it first. You have to take action. You have to work hard, a lot of effort towards your dream. When you do that, then the universe or God or whatever, then you, they will help you or he will help you or it will help you. But only when you take action. Just dreaming and hoping is not enough. Dreaming and hoping, you're not going to get any help. Maybe you might get some ideas. You might get some um, motive, inspiration, some dreams like Santiago. But... 
You've got to start taking those steps. Santiago, this book shows us that. Santiago doesn't just sit in Spain hoping and then the gold, gold falls on him, right? He doesn't just sit in Spain waiting and waiting and someone just gives him the treasure. No, he has to take a lot of actions. He has to take a lot of risks. Many, many. He's still taking risks and the risks are getting bigger. But he's also getting help, right? That's, that's the message. He is getting help because he's taking the action. He's getting help. He's meeting a lot of people who are helping him. When he needs good luck, he gets it. It's not always good luck. It's a lot of problems too. But when things are really, really tough, really, really, really tough, something or somebody will help him, which is great. So that's what it means. It will, the universe will help you, but you've got to help yourself too. Emerson um, says his main purpose is to learn new things and the treasure is really, is the treasure of the mind. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Diego saying hello from Italia, Italy. Hi, Jay, here in Italy. It's all okay uh, with Power English. Thank you and have a nice day, coach. Hey, thank you, Diego. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Paulo Coelho is such a Brazilian writer. Yeah, is a great Brazilian writer. He is indeed Brazilian. Coelho, Coelho. And uh, Fernanda, some, uh, also a good summary here. The real treasure was in the journey, the learning and the wisdom. Yes, I think that's one of the overall biggest messages of this whole book. That we can, when we look at the whole book and the whole thing, we realize, yeah, the treasure's not gold. He loses gold, he gains gold. It's something else. It's the learning and the wisdom. It's the journey itself. It's the whole journey, right? And I, if we want to look at this, we could say it's, it's, it's life itself that's the treasure. It's not achieving this or this or this. It's the whole life. It's your whole life that is the treasure. Okay, this is nice from Lisa. One of the most important messages for me is that everyone has their own way of learning something. Ah, yeah, good point. My way is not yours. Your way is not mine. And if someone uh, is mixed in the personal stories of others, he can't find his own way. This is, um, you know, accepting your own point of view and others. Yeah, and just because I'm right doesn't mean you're wrong. Very nice. Yes, from Lisa. Good point, right? We see this with the Englishman. The, the path, the journey of the Englishman and the journey of Santiago are very different. Now, they're really, they're kind of going towards the same, they're really going towards the same point, the same purpose. I mean, they're both looking for wisdom. They're both, they both end up connecting with the alchemist. Um, so their final goal, the Englishman and Santiago, are actually pretty, quite quite close, very similar. However, their, their, their path is very, very different. The Englishman, you know, started with books, lots and lots of book learning in England. His personality, his mindset is very, very different. Uh, he's very much an intellectual. But they end up 
right? And then Santiago is not. Santiago is much more practical, is more about observation, all of that. But then they end up kind of finally meeting up together and joining. And of course, then this, the, the Englishman has to learn what what's important for him to learn, which is to, his, the Englishman's big challenges are about taking action, overcoming fear of failure, um, letting go of book learning, focusing more on experience in life. And Santiago has other, Santiago is more about, you know, um, you know, like leaving behind uh, Fatima and, and, um, realizing that the the treasure is not really gold and he's got his own challenges too and his own path and they're a bit different but you know i think they both end up in this uh, achieving something similar wisdom understanding <laughs> nasser <laughs> brings up a point and he's not wrong about this uh Old people are often wiser and they don't get, they get less distracted. That's why the Englishman focused on his goal only. But Santiago follows his emotions and fell in love and sometimes gets distracted. That's a, you know what, that's a good point. And, and that does show. Santiago's um, challenge is, that's probably is his challenge, right? It's his emotions. It's, it's, Santiago's very sensitive emotionally well that helps him in many ways it helps him to learn from the world to observe to see things to notice things in the world the englishman doesn't see those things because the englishman is less sensitive emotionally and but on the other hand that sensitivity from santiago it's a strong point but it's also a challenge it gives him problems because of that remember he fell in love with the girl in spain then he falls in love with this girl and then he he gets just very distracted from his mission and his purpose because of that the sensitive and the strong emotions whereas the englishman okay he has a weak point he's less sensitive so he doesn't notice, he doesn't see, observe as well. He's not as good at that as Santiago is. On the other hand, the Englishman doesn't get distracted, right? He's just like, Wah. he is like, I will find the alchemist. And that's it. Nothing will stop him. He's like a, you know, he's like a hound dog, right? right? He, nothing can get him off that path. <coughs> the Englishman doesn't get distracted by girls. He doesn't get distracted by money. He doesn't get distracted by anything. Right? He's just, it's just one thing only. Alchemy, 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 alchemy. He is super focused on that. You know, he, he has super concentration for reading all of those difficult books. He has, he's come a long way. He's come farther than even Santiago, all the way from England. And he does it. He finds the alchemist. And when the alchemist tells him to do something, he does it. So he's very, very, very focused and committed. Santiago's committed too, but Santiago does get a little more distracted. So they each have their challenges. It's a good, that's also a good point. Very good point. And I think, you know, we could look at it like Nasser says, that, you know, youth and uh, old age or getting older, they both have their strong points and weak points, right? They're, they both have their challenges and their strengths. When we're young, we have um, a lot of good things, right? We're full of energy and enthusiasm and a lot of great things. Um, 
But we young people do tend to get distracted. They lack wisdom. They lack experience. They don't have a, a lot of experience. And so they can be kind of foolish sometimes. I know I was. Uh, and, you know, one of the better things about getting older is that hopefully you become a little wiser. You, you have better concentration. You have better focus. You're a little calmer with your emotions, more emotional discipline. But, of course, everyone who gets older knows that, you know, that, that energy and ah, enthusiasm and power of youth gets less right you get a, you're a little more get a little it's you're a little more tired it's a little harder to do things so they both have their good points and their challenges Fernanda says uh, Fatima is a great character she understands Santiago could not give up his dream for her and she didn't want him to do this this is true love I agree that's why I say Fatima is, is really a great example, a great message, a great example, um, showing this kind of, you know, what love is really about. It's not just that attraction. And really, I'd say it's, she's the one who shows that more than Santiago does, at least at this point. Like Santiago, when he meets her, it's it's kind of that just, ah, oh, I love you. He just, he sees a pretty face and it's all emotional. And there's, it's really not very wise. I, I would say it's not really love in the beginning, at least. But really, Fatima shows him what that real love is. And of course, he learns it also. He does learn it. He does find that also with her, but not in the beginning. I think in the beginning, it's just, oh my God, she's so pretty. I love you. I want to marry you. You know, it's kind of foolish in the beginning. Um, but she shows that, oh no, it's actually much deeper than that. It's not just you're excited emotionally. It's something deeper than that. It's supporting the other person's dream, understanding the other person, understanding their dream, their purpose, their, you know, what's important to them their values and supporting and encouraging that encouraging that other person to be the best person they can be so she is a great example and she teaches him that and the alchemist helps him to realize that also it's an important lesson for him to learn it's a and you know what it's a really good lesson i think for all i mean it's a lesson i had to learn it's a, a lesson a lot of young people have to learn because when you're young, you do. It's kind of easy. Ah, oh, I'm so in love. And just throw away your life because you're, you know, you're attracted to somebody. And then hopefully you start to realize that, ah, you know what? Love is more than just attraction. It goes, it includes attraction. You need the attraction, of course. But there's, there's a lot more than just that. Aha, we have a, a name I can't read because it's all in um, kanji characters. But says, I've listened to the podcast for five months. This is my first time joining the live show. Welcome to the live show. Glad you could join. Tata says, uh, when things start getting harder, it can be a sign that you're on the right way. So you should remember why you started and how much is already finished and don't give up. Yes, 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 yes. This could, you know, we could think about this just in terms of your English learning. Just your English learning. Because sometimes, many times with um, English learners, especially as you become advanced, 
you know, for a while it can, maybe in the beginning it can, it's tough, of course, right? It's, it's a new language. I did, you know, in that area, Coelho is kind of wrong, I think, because at least I know for me too, um, in my life, I have a different experience. He says beginner's luck and usually the beginning is easy. For me, that's not the case. For me, usually the beginning is hard, hard, hard. The, the first steps when I'm a total beginner and I don't know anything, I don't enjoy that usually. That for me is often very a very tough time to get through that beginner part. Ugh. But then often there's in the middle, there's a point where it becomes easier. You're comfortable. You're not great, but you're pretty good. You're improving. Ah, everything seems like it's getting easier. Great, great, great. And then, bam, right? You know. Then you hit a point as you finally start feeling like, ah, I'm getting closer. Oh my God, I think I can do this. Then you hit that point where suddenly everything becomes difficult again. Suddenly it feels like you're not improving anymore. Suddenly, oh my God, now you realize to become very advanced, to become very good, oh, it becomes harder and harder again. And then those big tough challenges come. And that's where, oh, you can get discouraged and you think, oh, maybe I should quit. Oh, oh my gosh. I thought everything was getting easier. Now it feels really hard right? And this can happen with your English. You're going and then you hit what's called a plateau. You go, oh, I'm getting better. Oh, this is great. I'm getting better. I'm getting... Oh, and then suddenly, oh, what's happening? Ah, oh. and you have this goal to be like a native speaker and think in English. And then suddenly it feels hard again. I'm not getting close to that goal. Oh, it feels like I'm stuck. I'm not going. Oh, maybe I should quit. Maybe I have enough. Maybe it's enough like Santiago. I mean, I just stop now. Right? Good point. But you have to remember, oh, you've already gained a lot, right? You're already, you've already come so far. You've, you've, you're so far in your journey. Don't stop now. Don't stop as you're getting closer just because it's getting hard. Because actually, you're still, you're, you're close. Keep going. Keep going. Good message. I agree. Ozma says, yes, he was very lucky because he achieved. He had a lot of luck, a lot of good fortune. He, um, he got what he wanted. He got gold. He fell in love. Got more wisdom. I mean, already he's doing well, right? I mean, already he's, he's had a fantastic life and great success already. But, and this, and this is a, another good message. In life, sometimes it's easy that we call this uh, to complacency. Com there's a good word, complacency. To be complacent is the uh, adjective. We can become complacent when we achieve some success. It means becoming too comfortable. Complacency means um, too much comfort. That sometimes in life, uh, we achieve some comfort and then we become lazy. Then we just kind of, it's easy to just stop, become lazy, stop learning, stop pushing, stop challenging ourselves. Ah, uh, you know, isn't, uh, it's okay. I'm just going to kind of, right? But that the problem is when we do that, if you become complacent, if you become lazy after some success, the problem is you will eventually start to go backwards again and become unhappy. That... The feeling of getting better and growing, that's a lot of what makes you happy. So don't stop. Don't stop.
And here's Ibrahim Ali with a nice uh, summary again. The purpose wasn't the treasure, but the experience, the skills he learned, wisdom, changing his mindset, looking at life in a different way, hunting for opportunities, dealing with different people, and becoming wiser. Excellent summary. All of those things. Think of all. That's the treasure. All of that. Money can't buy that stuff. Money can't buy any of that. Right? Money comes, money goes. These things he has for his whole life. These are the real treasures. Absolutely. Well said. Dalal says, uh, we shouldn't stop seeking our goals, but think and relax our minds to gain the power and to continue to the end. Yeah, this is, a, you know, it's tricky. Dalal makes a good point. I, like, I call this loose tight, loose tight, loose tight. Um, you can call it moderation, the middle way. But it's the idea of not too much, not too little, right? And th this is important with goals because um, when you have a goal, or a mission or a purpose. Some that you can you can be too focused, too motivated, right? Or then you become stressed about it because it's just like ah, oh, I've got to get it, and it, you're tight, right? And you're just you're pushing, pushing, pushing too hard. You become stressed about it, and this actually makes it more difficult to achieve. But on the other hand, you can become too lazy and too relaxed. Ah, uh, well, I'll get it. Ah, uh, no big deal. Uh, and then you also, right, you will go slow, maybe never achieve it. So there's a kind of a middle there that is the best, where you're motivated, you're focused on your goal, but not too much where you're becoming stressed and crazy about it, right? So sometimes, and usually we're going to, you go back and forth. You know, it's an up and down a little bit. It's, we're not usually stuck. We change each day. Our mood, our mindset is different each day. So there are some days where we're more motivated, right? And we're a little more tight or hard and pushing. That's okay. But if that starts to become too much, then you just need to relax and just enjoy. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. You know, a little looser, a little more relaxed. Back a little less. So, ah. But then if you feel like, oh, now I'm getting a little lazy. Oh, I'm getting too loose. Oh, then you need to, you know, tight a little bit tighter. Push a little more. Right? Focus on working a little harder. More effort. And so it's that effort and relaxation. Right? There's a zone, there's kind of a, a zone, an area that's kind of that perfect. Not too much, not too little. You want to stay in that zone. That's the, the, the best level of effort and relaxation. You need both. Too much effort, you will become stressed, you will burn out, and you, you'll, you'll stop because you'll be so stressed. People, I see this with people with English. They get so stressed about passing a test. I gotta get a test, this IELTS score. And they become so, so, so stressed, they actually do worse. And they start to hate English because it's so stressful and painful. They don't like it anymore. It actually hurts them because they're, it's too much effort, it's too much stress. And of course, also there are other people who become much too lazy about it. So I try with Effortless English to keep you in the middle. We want to make it fun and enjoyable and interesting, but you still have to do it every day. Don't be too lazy. It's not lazy English. It's that middle, 
that middle zone, loose tight, loose tight. Led Zeppelin, if you guys are um, fans of music, this is how Jimmy Page, the guitar player for Led Zeppelin, he described Led Zeppelin's music as loose tight. And Joanna again says, money does not motivate me, but the challenges definitely do. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, we need money in our modern economy. Most of us, if, unless you become a monk, even monasteries, even churches and monasteries need money to, you know, fix the buildings and everything. So we, we need money at some level. Um, and that's great, but the money itself is not really the goal. It's what you will do with the money, or it's what you must accomplish and become to earn the money. That's what really is the benefit. And, uh, oh, your name, I'm hard to pronounce this. Kordik, maybe? Hi, AJ. I would like to express my appreciation for your lessons because it's not only I learned a lot in speaking English, but same time, your lessons are so motivating. Well, thank you very much. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, Bella with a nice uh, comment. In life, uh, many people want to reach the treasure, the goal. But in the end... Uh, the clever people know that it's the way, it's how you reach it that's the most important thing. That's exactly right. That's another way to say this. Is it's, it's the journey. This is what the alchemist finally tells him. It's like, it's the journey. It's not, it's not just getting the gold. That's, right? it's, that's not the important part. It's how you get the gold. You must go to Egypt. You must make this whole journey. That's the important part. That is the most important part. It's not just getting a bunch of gold. There are many ways to do that. No, it's your dream is you must go to the, to the pyramids. That's why. It's how you do it. How you do things in life. Very, very important. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, this is a good point from Farshid. Um, Farshid, hi, I'm from Iran. Uh, one thing that astounded me, made me tremble, was when Santiago took a really dangerous, a hazardous risk, even though he actually knew that he might get murdered by the leader of the Oasis. He accepted that. It's very tough to do such a thing. Exquisite. Nice word, exquisite. It is very tough to do such a thing. And, and we have to realize something, Farshid. Um, that Santiago does this, remember, he's doing this at the end of his journey, almost the end, right? He's getting close to the end. He's in Egypt, he's in the oasis, right? He's getting close. So his confidence, his power, his wisdom is much, much more now than when he was in Spain. So this is part of understanding risk, right? It's, you, this is part of the wisdom the intelligence of risk. When you have low confidence, when your ability, your understanding, your skill is low, don't take big risks. It's foolish. It's stupid because you're probably going to lose. 
The time to take the bigger, more dangerous risks is when you have more power, more confidence, more skill. Then you can handle bigger risks, right? He did it because he had much, he had a lot of confidence in the vision. He really believed the vision. He had confidence that this is not just some strange dream. I believe, I know this has come from the universe or God. He had, he had a strong confidence about that. He was still scared about getting his head cut off, right? It was still a risk. It's still scary. But, but his confidence was higher, much higher. He, he did not take this kind of super dangerous risk in Spain at the beginning of his trip because his confidence was much lower. He wasn't even sure about his dream to the pyramids, right? Just leaving Spain was a big risk at that time, right? So the... The risks grow as your power and strength and skill grow. It's just like in business. If you're an investor, let's say you're, you, you start investing. You do uh, stock investing, buying stocks. When you're new, right, your first week doing this, don't put all your money in one stock. That's crazy. Well, you really never do that, but, <laughs> but you don't risk all of your money. You don't risk a huge amount of money when you first start doing that. That's crazy. That's foolish. You're not ready for that. Now, when you're, if you're a billionaire, if you have a billion dollars, oh yeah, then maybe you risk a million. Maybe you risk 10 million. Maybe you risk 100 million. But you have a billion dollars. You have a huge amount of skill, a huge amount of experience, confidence. You can handle the bigger risk at that time. So I think that's a good point to make about risk is the risk level goes up with your skill and power and confidence. So you have to adjust it. Don't automatic, don't take big risks when your confidence and skill are low. You start small and then the risks build as you go. That's the way to do stuff intelligently. Cleefe says another way to say this is, yeah, uh, Choose big goals in life, but enjoy the trip. Enjoy the journey to achieve your goals exactly right. You gotta enjoy the journey or what's the point, right? What's the point? The journey is the point. And Molson says it in another way. The alchemist directly says what is in Santiago's mind. He doesn't really want the treasure, the money. He enjoy. He just enjoys the journey and the learning, the wisdom, the knowledge, exactly. AJ, will you discuss The Richest Man in Babylon? That's a good book recommendation, maybe next time. I plan to visit Japan soon. I want to meet you. Ah, send me a message on uh, Twitter or Gab. Tell me more details. Abra, hey, good morning to you, Abra. Good to see you again. <laughs> Yai says, take action. So I'm taking action by listening to Effortless English. Yes, you are. Good point. Okay, I think it's almost time for me to take action and eat dinner. <laughs> Where can I buy your course? At this website right here, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's where you can get my courses. Oh, we got Carol here. So Carol and Edson, I'm going to go with these two and then we'll 
probably finish then. Okay, Carol says, it's true Santiago can sometimes get distracted, but there's always somebody to put him back in the good on his good tracks, usually elders. Excellent point. Maybe that's one of the roles of a community of wise elders. Yeah. To help people who can get distracted to focus and remind them of their goals. Well, what a great comment that is. Carol, Carol, you are, Carol always has uh, very insightful comments, very interesting comments that are like something new, like something I didn't see or think about. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Carol. Excellent point, by the way, right? That he's not alone. None of us are alone in life, right? We have a community. We have a family or friends or there are always other people around. And Santiago's not doing this all alone. He has help every step of the way. As Carol points out, usually someone older, an elder, right? Someone older and wiser is usually there to give him a little help. Right, it was the king, kind of the magic guy, and the gypsy woman in Spain, and then it was the uh, the business owner, the crystal shop owner, in the town, and uh, yeah, even the Englishman introduced him to uh, alchemy in the books of alchemy, and then of course the alchemist, his final, his you know, kind of mentor, we might say. I think that's a great message. I think it's a great message and a great thought and a great um, really general thing to think about for both younger and older people. For older people to see that you have a role of contribution. You can contribute to younger people. Our challenge is to do this in a way that is uh, helpful and skillful, right? The danger is, as an older person, is you tell younger people what to do and they don't want, oh, stop telling me what to do all the time, right? They're not bossy. If you notice the style of communication, all these older people in the story, they're not just lecturing. They're not just saying, do this, do this, do this to Santiago. They're, they're, they listen to him first, right? They listen to him, they understand him, and then they give him that gentle guidance, that gentle advice to get him, he, when they see him getting distracted, they kind of help him get back on his path, his path, not their path. That's the key thing, right? These elders are always helping him back on his path, the path he has chosen that is important for him. And they just help him, hey, you're getting distracted, you know, and they kind of help guide him back. And then on the other side, as the young person, the good point about Santiago is he listens to them. He looks for their advice. He understands that, ah, older people, these wiser people, they have more experience, they have more knowledge, they can help me. And when I'm confused, you know, I'll go to them for advice. And he and he listens to the advice. He doesn't just, you know, like a lot of young people can do now, where they just, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, right? They don't want to, they just kind of don't listen to older people. Oh, it's boring. They don't know anything. I'm just going to watch TV, right? So Santiago's not like that. He understands and he looks for that advice from those wise people. So it's a very good relationship on both sides. They both are gaining and contributing. It's a very healthy Relationship And indeed, she's right. This is what, our, you know, healthy communities, healthy families, this is the natural thing that should happen. Yes. It's the natural role for both. <laughs> okay, Edson. I'm going to finish with your comment here. Kind of funny one. Um, the fast track to wisdom is to create a successful mindset. 
Um, I've already noticed you focus in life than in teaching English. Yes, you, mo you focus more on teaching life than teaching English. True. You make people improve their level using English as a tool to learn something deep and meaningful. Thanks for that. Let's take action. Thank you, Edson. Yes, you found my secret. That is true. <laughs> kind of like the gold, the treasure is the excuse. It's the kind of... Um, external goal but the real deeper purpose right is wisdom and knowledge and all that well that's what effortless english is like right english fluency is the external goal for you for me for the lessons but there's a deeper purpose to effortless english also which is more about life and learning and experience and wisdom you're correct that's my little secret Shh. okay I've got to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right, time to go. We will finish um, next weekend. We will finish The Alchemist, the final exciting conclusion to The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Is my pronunciation getting better? I hope so. As always, great comments, great questions. I love it. Always makes me think more deeply about these stories. That's why I like doing these live because I get such great ideas from you and for those of you who listen to the recordings the audio recordings i'm sure you also appreciate these great uh comments and ideas coming from the effortless english family so thank you so much we'll be back here next week to finish this book and as you know i do audio podcasts I'll be back next week. I'll do an audio podcast every day. So subscribe to that audio podcast and join my VIP program. Join my VIP program. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You must help yourself. You must take action every day. Commit. <laughs> speak English powerfully. Speak fluently. Think in English. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you next time.